Blog Talk Radio. to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina, and you're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. Today I have a really, really cool guest, uh, 
rad, awesome, great, legendary uh, Bunny Sigler. And for those that don't know him, he's a pop and R&B singer-songwriter from Philly. And um, he has an extensive resume, an extensive career with, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's all, it's, it's all too incredible. And I feel very honored that he has the time and, you know, and just decency and to be on my show. Very, very humble man. And um, I guess just without further ado, I'm just going to have him on the line. By the way, that song that you guys heard, um, it's called When You're In Love At Christmas Time. And it's dearly just a beautiful song. I mean, I can totally relate to it. Can't you, Mr. Sigler? Yes, I'm always in love. <laughs> it's Tasha, perfect. Tasha, it's perfect. My, can I sing my favorite song? Yes, of course. Tasha, Tasha, Mo Masha, Banana, Fana, Mo Mana, Me, Ma, Mo Masha. Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Sigler. How are you this morning? Uh, just fine. It's uh, chilly up here, but I'm feeling great. You know, anytime I do an interview and talk about music, I'm doing the thing I love. I want to talk a lot about music with you because I've never had anyone that um, has such, like I mentioned, the, such an extensive resume and just so much um to have to do in this music industry since so back when it was it was hot, you know, 60s and 70s, music was really hot back then, and it and it really it really boomed back then, and to the point that we are now. And I really want to touch base with you and your thoughts in in the music history, you know, and how much has changed, you know, the the credibility of artists and 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 things like that. So if if you don't mind. Besides, of course, we'll be talking about your Christmas album because obviously we're in the holidays and we're all, it's the best time of the year to be in love in, so. <laughs> so yeah, uh, nobody, can ref- nobody can refuse uh, you at Christmas time. Oh, uh, of course, of course. So um, uh, let's, let's go back to, like I mentioned, back back when you started in this extensive career of yours, how how do you feel things were back then in the music industry to the point that, that it is now? Well, it's uh, every uh, few years have they have new artists. The younger everybody wants to get a young star, but mm-hmm. they still have some of the old star that still uh, hang around, like mm-hmm. the OJ's and Patti LaBelle and and uh, Benners and different people from the city. But one thing I found out from back to the 60s to right now, a love song will always, people always want to be in love. Mm-hmm. So there's all kind of different music and different groups, but somewhere in there they're going to put a love song. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants and to be in love. Everybody does, and whether whether the person is in love at that moment or not is not going to take away from the fact that they actually love the love song and they would want to be in that circumstance. So well, sometimes I think, I think people, uh, they need a love song just like therapy. It's like a music, I call it a musical Dr. Phil. <laughs> so it's, it's either going to make them feel happy or, it's going to make them feel sad because they lost someone or it's going to make them go out and try to find somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes you hear music and you say, hey, I got to go talk to somebody because it gets me in the mood. If I go somewhere 
and I'm in a bank or something, and I hear some beautiful music playing, I'll get to talking, whoever I'm talking to. I might even start singing to it if I'm in the bank. I'll sing at the drop <laughs> of a hat. You okay. Know, don't, don't be playing no soft music around me. Okay. And I'll okay. talk a little trash. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Um, do you feel, I guess, like like I said, from back then to now, um, do you feel that some things are less are less real in the music um, going, you know? with music-wise, the actual melody of music and things like that, do you think that now people uh, go back to the mechanical way of making music rather than actually using a real musician at the studio? Well, they do that a lot. And really, I've been sampled by many people. And to me, it's really crazy. You sample a person who's still Mm -hmm. here. I can still play piano. I can still feel Music. Mm-hmm. I can. Uh, I just wrote a song for a girl, 22 years old, cause she's a big girl now, and it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm older, uh, but I wrote it, and the song she sang it like it's her life story, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just really, but uh, there's a lot of it, you know, a lot of the the music uh, that they're doing now are done with machines, you know, and and the machines make everything like a clock. Now mm-hmm. you know a clock tick tock tick tock. The clock has no feeling; it just goes. It has everything. But when you do a session, if you listen to some of the old songs, uh, they'll start one way, and if you get to the end, they will speed it up some. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you ever heard of. Uh, I think the in particular Lady Marmalade that mm-hmm. starts cool. out at one tempo, and at the end it's speeding. Uh, the OJs used to be my girl, the same thing. And these are things that I found out later on. So what I'm saying is that was that live feel of, of music and stuff, the musicians and their playing. So uh, they do. I think they're doing things now, but a, a hit song will last forever. You know, some of these will come out and they'll be uh, great songs, but they, they still won't last the test of time. Uh the song I did on uh, Patty LaBelle, Love Me Didn't Want You. Love mm-hmm. Me Didn't Want You, Baby. That was covered by Nellie and Kelly. The song Dilemma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what I do. Uh, that sold about 8 million copies. But uh, right now, it's coming back to they're playing the original. You know, exactly. so, so with the song, and you said a, a real interesting thing about the melody. A lot of people forget the melody. If they if they get a good melody, they'll remember that melody, you know. And you have some songs that will that will hit, and uh, you know they'll be big. Maybe not not big as you think they are, because you hear them all the time. But then a couple of years later, you never hear them again. Mm-hmm. But a, a, a hit song has no time. There's no time limit. It just plays on and on and on. And like you said, um, the kids from now, the stars from now, are always going to refer to the to the classical, to the original. I mean, maybe Nelly and stuff like that. I obviously I like that song, but at the end of the day, people are going to refer to the original. So I I totally understand where you're coming from, and I just feel like it's so much harder as an artist 
um, how do you feel that that actual feeling is not the same having this laptop or or whatever that makes all that electronical sound from well, from the studio? The way, I, the, way I, the way I feel about it is they go to mm-hmm. sample and you know as strong as they are and as strong as I and this gambling huff. Leon Huff, all he likes to do is do music. Gamble and Huff, Kenny himself, he's into a lot of business and different things. But he tells me, he said, the main thing I want to do, man, is I wish I could write some songs. I wish I had time to write mm-hmm. songs. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people go sample, and all they got to do is come to us. We are right We are right here. They had a group come to, I won't mention their name, come to Gamble and Huff, and they did a mm-hmm. whole thing on the hip-hop Feel and everything, and their deal was that they didn't that me, Gambling Huff, McFadden, and Whitehead, and all these people, they didn't want us to cut them. And I thought that was crazy. Here we are, people who wrote millions of records, and you don't want us. And they did their own thing because they was they figured we have pop we don't need. But the thing is, you go to school, you're not taught by kids; you're taught by somebody older. Mm-hmm. You know. And you talk about professors and people who have been through who know what to teach you, and that's the same thing in the music. Once that happens, uh, I think the whole thing will change. I have a young guy that I work with now. He's, he's Haitian. He's from Haiti. Mm-hmm. But he plays he plays the piano. He has a Haitian feel. He plays like the guy from Philadelphia, Leon Huff, and he plays like any of the great piano players out there, but he's a great, he's 25 and we're working together. And I think if a lot of more of these young producers would give it to older, older guys, the singers and writers or something, there's a, a lot of knowledge that's being lost that they can have. And that main thing is that word you said, that melody. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what's so, being lost, the melody. The songs are coming, but that melody is being lost. The, the melody is being lost in a lot of music nowadays because nowadays people refer to it as the beat. It's just the beat and this and that. And when you think of the song, it's like, oh, that song with that beat. A lot of the times in music, you I, I don't even remember the words. I'm some, I really go into, like, the music side of it. What am I listening to, to, you know, exactly? What is that melody? That's why. Um, and even R&B nowadays, I feel like very few R&B artists, um, capture that actual melody. I love Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys does a wonderful job and continues to do so, you know. Obviously, she is a musician. She plays that piano like a beast. <laughs> so um, I think that that we're losing that, like you said. We are losing the melody, and everything is just about the beat. Pop is just about the beat. Rap is taking everything by storm. That's, and, all, that's and, all they talk about is the beat. The mm-hmm. guy gave a beat, and they say, well, he's the producer because he gave the beat. He ain't the producer. Mm-hmm. He didn't teach the person how to sing. I had an argument. I was cutting a song on Patti LaBelle, and the guy mm-hmm. did a beat for her, and he said he was the producer. I said, no, I wrote the song. I wrote it to his mm-hmm. beat, but I wrote the song and produced it, and it's just crazy, you know. But yeah. I, I'm, I think, like, right now, one thing I saw, like, Justin Timberlake, I, you know, I love what he do. But I'm saying mm-hmm. that he was voted the the best R&B singer, the best R&B this and best R&B that. And I think there's something wrong with uh, the black artists. Usually people steal what we have. Mm-hmm. And when they steal it, we go on to something else. And what's happened now, we haven't moved on. You know, we've accepted, you know, 
we've accepted what's there and haven't moved on into something else. Okay. So how does an artist like yourself, such a luxury person with so much so much to offer to the music industry and so much that you have done in the music industry, how does an artist like yourself manage to survive in this um, evolving, you know, industry nowadays? Because everything is taking my stress. So many things have changed, you know, and so people, so many, it's not such a big amount of people that are going to legends like yourself for help and, and so forth and using you for your knowledge. How does one self-manage to survive in these circumstances? Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm a person that do everything. I I sing gospel, and a mm-hmm. few years ago, you remember when Chris Brown had that problem with Rihanna? Yes. At the Grammys. Mm-hmm. I was nominated mm-hmm. at that at that Grammys for an opera. I did an opera. I do Othello. Okay. The opera. Uh-huh, yes. I do it in Italian. But, uh, <laughs> no, but we had a crossover album, and it was nominated uh-huh. because we didn't win, but we were nominated. We had five stars in Downbeat Magazine. So what I do is I do opera. I have a gospel album that I do, and I did the Christmas album, and I'm doing a new album that's more on a, like, part of it is like the stuff that Pitbull is doing because I'm mm-hmm. working with the Haitian guy who has that Latin feel, but mm-hmm. we're doing R&B too, so I'm, I really do it at my own leisure. I got my own studio, and I still, you ever heard the song, I got my mind made up, come on, you can get it, get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's my band. That's instant. That's my band from uh, Instant Funk. And what we do okay. is we go in the studio, and I just cut a girl. Like I said, she's like 22, 23 years old, and I think she's going to get a deal. And I cut her with this kid, 25, and me. The combination of us, if we get a hit, and everybody said, well, they're back. We never left. You know, we're just getting another shot. But it, it's just, I think with this, my whole life has been music. I haven't done anything else but music. And I do all kinds of music, singing all kinds of languages. And I just came, I have an old song called Come On Baby, Let the Good Time Roll, which is big. You know, they still play that. And I just did a concert in England where they had a, a lot of people called Northern Soul. Mm-hmm. And the old kind of music. So I'm into everything. I, I'm not in just one music, you know, I'm into several things that keep me from getting bored. Okay. So, in, in other words, you just have to evolve with with the whole music scene. You have to learn new things. You have to learn the, whatever is going on. I go with what's going on. Did the thing they say, too, you have to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's what I'm doing with this thing, with this... Uh, had a song called Do the Calypso Dance and it goes in and it just goes on from there. It's like a, it's like a pit bull thing. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and another one says, uh, called Arlen Girl say, You you got a flower in your hair. Girl, you must you must be from over there. Far across, way across the sea. Ooh, baby. 
You ought to belong to me. You're my island girl. And it's got this, like, a rumba beat to it, but it's R&B. I'm just so happy with it because it's, it's a different thing for me, and I just fell right into the groove. Beautiful, 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 Christina. Thank you. Um, you know, you mentioned Pitbull so many times. He must be like a long-lost cousin of mine because, you know, we both are Cuban-American, and I feel we're going to pin out Pitbull for a minute because this guy, he's not a singer, obviously. He's not a, he's not a great rapper. Because I feel he started off with just, he, he did the smart thing. He said, all right, I'm just Chico from here from Miami. I just love the music. And he just started being featured in all these, in all these artists' songs to the point that now he does his own songs and people feature for him. And, you know, he's done adaptations of songs, and he just really brings in that, that Latin vibe the Caribbean vibe to a lot of his music. He, like I said, he's not the best of rappers because there's a lot of better reggaeton artists out there. But, you know, I, I, I still love the old man Pitbull and stuff like that. And, I mean, I feel like it's somewhat mediocre music, but then again, it's it's catchy. That's the thing. Uh, the beat nowadays is it's just catchy, and you, and you take it to the club, and it's catchy, and you vibe to it, and you listen to it on your car and the radio and you just, and you vibe to it because it's, it's out there and that's what's being said to us, you know. If, Have you ever, is mm-hmm. there a band, you heard your band in your area called Gypsy Lane? Gypsy what? Gypsy Lane. It plays all you know, over I, Miami and stuff. Then they're from Miami. One of the guys used to be in my band at the point. I was down there one Christmas Eve with them, and I sat in with them because I was getting ready to go on a cruise. But what you uh-huh. were talking about music, the the new thing with the internet is, you know, people can, you know, they can grab onto something that nobody else might want to grab onto. You mm-hmm. know, I've I've found that uh, some of the stuff I put out is playing in Japan, uh, uh, Russia. The women uh, mm-hmm. have a big following of women in Russia. I don't know why, but <laughs> I can't tell you all the things they be saying because I'm a man of the cloth. But my goodness, and Sweden and uh, Australia and Germany and uh-huh. uh, Japan and then the Netherlands. It's it's really something with that. Like you said, your friend with with that beat. You know, you, he could he could explode on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and YouTube is such a thing now. It's the people had to get me out. I, I have two phones. I have a studio with all kind of equipment, laptops, and I don't know how to work any of them. My phone is set up so I can just like they put you through to me, and you know I didn't. I could dial if I had the number, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to work all the different things. I got the new iPhone, and I can't figure out how to work at all. But there's so much stuff out there. Yeah, everything. So I have people that work for me. They don't want me to learn too much because then they won't have a job. Exactly, exactly. My my father has refused to go into a smartphone. He still uses Nokia's. And um, you know what? It's it's what he needs it for. He doesn't text. He doesn't need the internet. He just needs to call. He just needs to dial pad and to connect with someone else. You don't. Well, Well, they have me. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody hooked it up, or he hooked it up. 
Uh, no, he 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 can do that much. He can go to the to the cell phone store and 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 hook it up for them, you know. But everything else is pretty much left up to us. <laughs> well, with me writing now, I uh, mm-hmm. have a like I said, I have a whole studio with computers mm-hmm. and everything. But when I write, I use a four track uh, cassette player. Okay. And when I walk, I walk in the radio shack and ask for. Uh, or anywhere I go and ask for cassettes, people look up like I'm crazy. We don't use cassettes anymore. You know, but that's what I have to, you know, that's something I can go and put in a machine and I can record. I got a four-track, and that's where I write the songs from. So I say you you do all that other stuff. I use my mind to create. You know, Mr. Singer, the thing is here that things have evolved so quickly, and I'm sure you've heard it, and, and obviously you can tell things, even for me, I'm I'm a simple 90s baby, you know, I'm, I'm 21, simple 90s baby, but even from then to now, things have moved so Are you there? Strictly Blu-ray, whatever that means, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm 72, I'll be 73 in uh, March of 27th, but I, I feel wonderful, I do... Mm-hmm. When I when I can, I do like the crunches. I do like three thousand crunches a day. People Hello, Mr. Segment. Yeah, are you there? Oh yeah, I think you Hello? hit the mute button. Yes, of course. I didn't hit it. I lost I lost you for a minute before you went off for like ten oh, seconds, okay. and then you came back. <laughs> okay, I think oh, we're oh. we're having those technical difficulties that we talked about. You know, I'm not even touching the phone. I got it sitting where I can't touch it. Are we there now? Okay, yeah, we definitely must have having those uh, technical difficulties. But um, I'm here talking to Mr. Bunny Sigler, you know, just talking about what the the, the change in the music industry. It's, it's, it's been just a gradual change, but to the point from when he started to now, it's just what a different world. And, you know, the musicians like him use use their heads, and you just have to simply evolve and reinvent yourself, like like he mentioned, and you know, just in, in, and work with the youth of today, and somewhat just really share that knowledge that you worked so hard and and getting to when when he was just a young fellow and getting into this business. And I really mm-hmm. feel that a lot of a lot of us today should really look up to people like Mr. Sigler and just let them be your teachers, let them be your mentors, like learn something new. Let's go back to some, you know, the old days. Let's make real music once again because it's just ridiculous and these rappers and stuff are just making millions. They're making a killing out of us. I don't know how they're doing it. (laughs) Oh, but you know what? They make money for me when they use my song. Oh, Yeah. Neo, uh-huh. I don't get down like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The ski mask on Fifty Cent. Uh, the ghetto okay. music on Outkast. And oh, okay. uh, I just found out some other stuff that they be sampling of mine. But I mean, they uh, it's good that they do that. But I'm saying as as far as the creative end, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. You know, like. Uh, like I'm saying, they make they make a lot of money for us when they sample our songs, and you know I have my younger nephews and nieces. They first time they saw me with Nelly and Kelly. Oh, you cool, Uncle Bunny? You down? You know, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, music. This 
a lack in, you know, if they got, it's good that they do all that, but I'm saying if we got together with us and wrote, see what the deal is, they had these production deals and they don't want to share the money. And that's what it is. They want to take all the money and all the credit, you know. So, mm-hmm. But I'm saying whatever you're doing, as strong as you are, you bring some other stronger people in there, you can be even stronger, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it's uh, there are people like me. like I'm not just sitting on the side waiting, but I'm saying they're gambling huff. There are people that are available to to mentor with these people, sit in there and actually sit down and do live sessions, you know, because there's things yeah. that happen when you record live, you know, it's uh, back, you know, the, people think you just have music. You have music, but you get in there and you get to playing and you start getting another feel on something and then you go from there. And, I, and there are some great young musicians coming up. And they need mentors. They need uh, somebody that's playing something, that's singing something. You know, uh, I get in there with some young guys. They say, oh, man, I wish you could sing sing with me all the time. Hello? You know, I'm here. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. Sigler, let me know if you can Oh, yeah, I lost you for a couple of seconds again. Talking now. (laughs) And you were getting right into the conversation, too. (laughs) So, Mr. Sigler, right, uh, let's let's cut that thought for a minute, and I want people to really check out your Christmas album, When You're in Love at Christmas. We went off again. I don't know. We went off again. I was singing just in case somebody was hearing me. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. I was taking up the dead air then. Where can people find your Christmas album uh, when you're in love at Christmas time? Uh, com, CD Baby, and okay. Amazon.com. Okay. Okay, perfect. So, Mr. Sidney, thank you so much. Uh, I, I really uh, feel like I'm so honored right now. Thank you very much for your time today, for sharing your thoughts with me and just, you know, just being so... I lost you, I can't hear you talking, so I'll be singing in case people can hear me singing to you, Tasha, we're off the air, Tasha. I was singing, you weren't there, so I was just singing. (laughs) Oh, Lord, okay. No, I I didn't hear it. I was using your name in case people heard me singing. He's singing to Tasha. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Uh, so once again, Mr. Stigler, I, I hope you heard whatever else I said. Uh, but thank you so much for your time, and you have a lovely holiday. And stay in love at Christmas time. Oh, love all the time. To you and all of your, your people out in your radio land, be in love. Be happy. Don't worry. Cause Bunny ain't... That was Bunny Stigler, everyone. the year when you're in love 
so much. Happy holidays. God bless you. And you made my day with this interview. Okay? Yeah, I hear you. You sound like a happy person, so don't <laughs> worry. Be happy. Thank you. You too, my sir. You have a great new okay. year. All right. Okay, I'm looking. All right. Have a good time. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That was Bunny Segler. How awesome is that on the Sasha Marina show? Uh, make sure you check out the rest of this podcast if you're just tuning in now. Um, make sure you just check him out on Twitter. You follow him on Twitter. I think everything's pretty much there because he does not have a bunnysegler.com. Uh, his website... Um, is a little bit different, so just make sure you follow him at Bunny Sigler on Twitter. And he does have a Facebook page. And, you know, just stay up with these legends, guys. If you're really into the music business, just you learn a lot from these people. And like you said, like he mentioned, a lot of um, artists nowadays are just sampling music that creators like him already created back in the 70s or so forth. So um, if you know him, people like him, if you look up to people like that, create something, something awesome that's worth talking for for years and for years and perhaps one day somebody's sampling your music in one of their songs. So um, that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and y'all have a great holiday season. <laughs>